I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash powercash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Fishing. Both fly and off a boat. DNA. Vinyl records. This could all be on. I don't know about that with Jim Jeffries. Aloha! First thing I'm going to teach you, that means hello and goodbye in Hawaii. So mm, if you take anything from the podcast, you've already got that bit of information. Work in one of those. Work in one of those, you're really onto something. You're a regular Hawaiian folk. Uh, I'm Jim Jeffries. Welcome to the show. If you're, if you're a regular listener, I think this is episode six or five or something like that. Thank you for joining us all the time. If you're, if you're a first-time listener... Uh, where have you been? <laughs> where have you been? You've missed some good topics. Hey, remember cheese? Yes. Wasn't that good, eh? Hey? I'll never forget cheese. Yeah, remember cheese. We had, I'll tell you what I did on the way here. I did a little recap of my day. I woke up, potted around a little bit, did some homeschooling with my son. You know, as I said, I, I can't teach a seven-year-old. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> this is a big surprise because to me. Because <laughs> he, he has math and it's like, it's like 22 plus 27. And I'm like, that's 49, right? Yeah. I go, just add it up, yeah. right? And he's like, that's not how you add it up. I go, it is how you add it up. You think of the two numbers, <laughs> you, you mesh them together, and off you go, right? Mesh them together. Yeah, mesh them together. Or you get the two yeah. 20s, and then you add them up individually, and then you get the other two parts, and you add them up. That's how I do it, yeah. right? And he's like, no. And I go, oh, there's something to do with carry the one. Remember, yeah, yeah, he used yeah. to have to carry the one. Mm -hmm. I don't you know, know how to carry a one in that in that way yeah. you just did though. They don't carry the one anymore. There's a thing they do off to the side. They've changed math. Yeah, Common Core, I think, is it's changed the way that they do math. Right. Well, I can't teach a seven-year-old math. <laughs> I had to I had to Google how to do it and I was still a bit confused. A little bit confused. Can't teach a seven-year-old math. I wonder how the strippers are doing. Not good. No, not good. I don't know if you're aware of them. I, 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 feel, I feel like the cocaine dealers, the strippers, and the prostitutes are having a hell of a time. Although the cocaine dealers probably, yeah, they're probably they'll, they'll be all right. They're doing fine. Yeah. Everybody's at home and they're like, yeah, can yeah. you come over now? Because I know, like, I know the, I'll be there in seven minutes. Well, I know the <laughs> weed and the mushroom dealers are going through the roof. I'm holding up that whole company. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but the actual, that was funny when they, when they said... The essentials they listed liquor stores and the weed dispensaries. It was like, well, because people have it as medicine, man. Yeah. Yeah. Liquor. <laughs> I wonder if there are any strippers doing shows like via Zoom. Like comics are. Yeah, that's webcamming. <laughs> no, but it's like a whole Zoom thing where they get all their stripper friends. I've invented this idea, right? <laughs> where women get on the other side of a camera and they take their clothes off and men watch via the internet. I meant like an, for, an entire for, lineup. For Corona. Yeah. Lineup. My, my f yeah, like the comedy shows the on girls Zoom. girls can't be together either. No, I'm saying each of them are, oh, are logged yeah, in at their yeah, home yeah, yeah. and it's like uh, now calling chastity to the, to <laughs> yeah, the Zoom. Yeah, like a flyer with all yeah. their faces on it. Well, yeah. One of my favourite things my dad ever said my dad thinks he invented my dad invented the mixtape right? Oh, right and i'll tell you why right sure he, did, Gary. he came into me i was about 18 i was sitting on the couch and he comes and he goes i've got an idea and i said what is he goes you know how you buy an album right and it's all just the one artist you bought right and some of the songs you don't like 
And then there's a couple of songs where you go, they're good songs, but that's what you buy the album for two or three songs. Here's an idea. One album with a whole lot of different artists, <laughs> but it's just their best song. And I go, Dad, but they're called compilation albums. They already exist. He goes, not with the songs I want. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's Summer Jams of 74. <laughs> Gary's road trip mix. We should talk to him and make that tape. We should should introduce everyone. Forrest Shaw. Hey, yeah, I'm Forrest Shaw. Uh, Jack Hackett. Hello. Jack Hackett also knows nothing about the topics we're about to talk about. Kelly Black. What is the Blackheart thing? I've never asked you this. Um, I had a situation years ago that I lost $12,000 by having my real name on social media. And um, also my nudes got posted online too. So I just didn't want, um, (laughs) I didn't want my real name. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want my real name on uh, social media anymore. So I go by Blackheart. Uh, Do you already give that information out publicly? Because now people are going to be Googling. They're gone. Oh, okay. That's good. It was like seven years ago. I I had a person once threatened to release. I think I just talked about this in a uh, stand-up special. Wanting to release a sex tape of me and some nude photos they took. They were going to release them. And I was like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Who wants to watch that? <laughs> like, like, is there a big market for that? Just me, just like in the shower, just washing my balls. Like, is it's this like, what... number one, Pamela Anderson, number two, Kim Kardashian, number three, Jim Jeffries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one wants to see my sex tape. I don't want to see my. I've had sex tapes that I watch of myself back and then delete them. I'm like, <sighs> like well, she, she, for everyone, she so. was doing a fine job, but I really let that whole situation down. <laughs> I'm not an attractive naked man. I've never had a good body in my whole life. I've never had a body where I've gone, that was pretty good then. <laughs> that was like me at tw- me at 19. Never? Ooh, not, never. It's never been good. Mm. It's been variations on shit, right? <laughs> it's, it's always been portioned like this, like a little belly, no chest, no ass, and then it's sort of everything grew out the same distance, <laughs> bigger belly. Uh. Still no, I can get, I could gain 200 pounds and have no ass, and I'm happy with that. I'm proud of that. I, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a big ass fan. I'm not. I'm not part of the the Kim Kardashian era of men. Women back in the day used to go, "Does my ass look fat in that?" And I used to lie and say no. <laughs> and now, <laughs> if you say no, it's an insult. Now you're meant to say, "Oh yeah, it does." Oh yeah, I've got a nice ass. Yeah, you got a nice. I feel like yeah, Forrest. Yeah. Forrest. Something that people don't know about Forrest. He uh, gets his jeans tailored. Yeah, I think oh. people might know that. No, maybe. They well, I, yeah, you can talk. You don't about tailor your jeans. No one does, Forrest. <laughs> they sell them in so many. Actually, and the Jim Jeffrey show, I tailored my jeans. No, I think you're supposed to bring in the legs a little bit and stuff. Yeah, bring in the legs. Yeah, yeah. You, you got the you, widest yeah. thighs I've ever I seen. Know, in that's a person. because that's I have to get jeans that are really wide on the top, and then they're wide in the bottom, and I don't want it to make it look like I have these big wide jeans. So I t- tailor them in. Right. Does the website you buy your jeans also sell oversized shoes and bow ties <laughs> that spin around? I get my jeans <laughs> at a regular store. Clowns are us. All right. Uh, we have a guest. Forrest, please introduce our guest. Our guest today is Mark Dyerson. 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 I'm sorry, Mark Dyerson. Oh, I know. You specialize in vacuums. Boom shakalaka. That's Dyson. That's Dyson. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 we don't advertise with Dyson, but I won't buy a different vacuum. Hello, Mark. The other vacuums don't try to come on the show, buddy. <laughs> I tell you what, the Dyson, they're not going to improve on that. Okay. That being said, it's not a vacuum. Okay, okay. Uh, Mark, hello. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Good, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the show, Mark. All right, so here's the part of the show uh, we call Judging a Book by Its Cover. Well, Jim, will try to guess what you do by asking yes or no questions. You only have to answer yes or no. We may give him a hint at the end. He still probably won't get it, but it's fun. Hmm, I'm trying, okay. Uh, do you work at a university? 
Yes. <laughs> you're, a, you're a janitor. <laughs> He's who Goodwill Hunting was based on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how do you like them apples? I've never understood that. Do you like apples? How do you like them apples? I don't get it. Is there a joke that I'm missing? No, that's that's a saying. Like, how do you what do you, how do you what do you think about these? Or how do you like how do you that? like them apples? That's like a saying. What does that mean? It's kind of like it's like how do you like this? Yeah, like basically. in your yeah, face. But who, what about apples? Why no, apples? It's just a saying that was it from, probably came from somewhere. Yeah, in America, so it's, it's, it's not meant to rhyme. It's not rhyming slang for something. Yeah. Okay, no. so you're not goodwill hunting. <laughs> uh, do nope. uh, are you a professor at the university? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you? Uh, uh, teach a course where a practical course where people can get jobs afterwards. No. Ah, right. Okay. <laughs> that that makes things a bit weird. Pottery. So, yeah. He's a pottery professor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who studied American cartoons at university. Like, what the f- what? <laughs> what type of fucking Mickey Mouse course is that? Anyway, no, that's um, he's a professor. And so just, no, I'm kidding. Uh, okay, so it's something that people can't get jobs. So I'm going to say that you're a, a a doctor in philosophy. That's your final answer. That's my final answer. Lock it in. That is incorrect. <laughs> uh, Mark, introduce yourself. Tell us what you do. And and, and I I do have a doctorate in philosophy, as we all do. That's PhD is doctorate in philosophy, but mine is in history. I am a sport historian at Penn State University. Wow, a sport historian at Penn State. I reckon the last sort of 10 years has been a ropey bit of history for you to, to talk about. Yeah, there's been some interesting happenings. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the Olympics, Jim. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, the Olympics. And this is what Mark has come here to talk to us about. Um, uh, what I, I, think, I think I know a lot about the Olympics. Mark has written some books, too, just by the way. Books on the Olympics uh, that he's published, Making the American Team. Sport culture and the Olympic experience and crafting patriotism. Oh, sorry, and crafting patriotism for global domination. America at the Olympic Games. So those two books, specifically in the Olympics, and there's another book. Woman, we'll right? But again. we're not going to be talking just about America and the Olympic Games. No, Olympics about... in general. Everything to do with Olympics, we're going to be talking about. And here's what we're going to do now. Uh, Mark Jim is going to tell us everything he knows about the Olympics. I'll prod him along with some questions, and then at the end, you're going to grade him one through ten on accuracy and like i said uh before please be fair i mean please be harsh you, if you, you don't to. have to be nice um kelly's gonna grade him one through ten on what is it confidence confidence and i'm gonna grade you one through ten on how you're dressed today and I'm, jack's I'm changing, gonna I'm eat a sandwich i'm changing it up jim it's, i'm <laughs> gonna change the topic sandwich. one through ten on how you're dressed today you're pretty yeah. good today so we'll see i've been doing different hats so, yeah so here's uh oh. here's because uh, believability <laughs> and confidence is almost the same i'll come up with something else next week so We'll add those all up together, one through 10, uh, 10 being the best, and the three of them together, 30 is the best score you can get. So if you get 26 through 30. Um, I'll be Michael Phelps. Exactly. Yep. That's right. what I have, yeah. Uh, 20 through 25, Bob Costas, because it seems like he knows a lot about the Olympics. I don't know. He's hosting it all the time. 13 through 19, you're just a regular medalist. 7 through 12, Eddie the Eagle. And 0 through 6, Elizabeth Sweeney. I used to date Michael Phelps's ex-girlfriend. I did a routine about that. I know. That's why I you, put that you, in there. Yeah. You, you remember her. Yeah, I remember her. I remember her. Yeah. <laughs> she was fun. Um, yeah, I used to date Michael Phelps's ex-girlfriend. I always used to think when I'm shagging her, I'm not doing a good job here. <laughs> like, like a guy whose profession is holding his breath better than yeah. anyone. And the stamina. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he used to eat like, they reckon, 10,000 calories yeah. a day. He was eating chocolate bars and stuff like that. And I was just... You were doing that too. Right? I, was, yeah. I was at my health's worst at that stage. That was the height of my substance abuse days. And uh, no, I was sweating like a banshee. I don't know. You scream like a banshee. But all that screaming must make you sweaty. 
Um, so I, I'll give you the bare bones on the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First off, first off, uh, you don't have to tell us what the Olympics are. I think you know what the Olympics are. But let's just start with like, what year were the first Olympics? Okay, they were in Athens, the first Olympics. The first Olympics were in Greece, where everyone actually ran naked because, and it was just men who could compete at the time. Uh, and they were in, oh, I don't know that. I'm going to, oh, I'll say, give it a go. I'm going to say uh, they were in 1818. 1818, like AD. All oh, right. This is—we're uh, talking about the ancient Olympics, is the one you're talking. Oh about. yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that wasn't. I was meaning in the okay. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 2000 AD. 2000. That 2000 AD would just happen like 19 yeah. years ago. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> 200 AD. Your believability is way in the tank. Right <laughs> right, so anyway, anyway. Okay, 200 AD. Okay, and then and then and then they were brought into the modern era when. In, in 1818. <laughs> okay. I just so got mixed up on those. Yeah. All right. And then, um, okay. And so, like, why, why, where were they started and why were they started? They were started in Greece, and right? Why? Because um, tourism. They wanted more people. <laughs> no, it would have something. 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 Greece something is to like, do. how do we get people I've, over here? I've been to Athens. We went to Athens. I know, we I was gigged in Athens. <laughs> Fucking hell, Athens. Yeah. It's got all the. It's got all the history in the world. It's got all the the places that people want to visit and no infrastructure. People are visiting and they're like, we go. Where's the Colosseum? Oh, the Colosseum. Where's the Pantheon and all that type of stuff? We, no, we are at the Acropolis. The, the Acropolis, right? And they go, oh, it's up there on that hill a bit. Have you got a map or anything? Oh, I take a photo of this photocopied one yeah, we've yeah. left on the wall. That's literally what they did. Is they take a photo. <laughs> right? And there's like, it's the middle of the day on like a Tuesday. There's all this construction stuff up around it. No one working. <laughs> no, one, no one fucking doing. And there's just cats wandering around. There's just cats everywhere wandering around. And then you go down. And you visit. But it's still packed because they know people want to go yeah, there. People, like, people still like go. Yeah, How so. they had the Olympics there a couple of Olympics ago is beyond me. Well, I think it was the last Olympics, right? Is oh no, it was, oh, it was some time ago. Yeah, it was I, some I, time ago. Is, is beyond me. There was just the, the marathon people must have just been running over homeless people, <laughs> getting getting chewing gum on their shoes. Like it's <laughs> it's it's not it's not running well, Athens. Also, it's the only place where my show had to be like 10 p.m. It had to be really late at night because oh, we have dinner at two in the morning. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Not good. All right. Back anyway, to the but nice people, great crowd, really enjoyed it. There was a child in the front row who was six. And I said, I'm not comfortable with that. And they said, the parents are fine. I said, I don't care about the parents. I'm going to be swearing and telling sex stories. And I'd rather a child not be sitting there. The compromise we ended on was this. She would watch her iPad with earphones. Anyway. So, so, so tourism, that's what you're saying. I, no, it was, it was, no, of course, tourism was a joke, Forrest. I know it started. Ah, okay. It started because of the Greek gods and their competition. And, and they wanted to win the heart of Athena. Next question. <laughs> Uh, did they compete in the nude? You already said they, they competed, in the, competed in the nude. They okay. competed in the nude. Um, and there was the, the, the Olympic flame, they say it never goes out. That's not true. They get it off the sun in a little solar dish in Athens and they put the torch in and they grease it up a bit and the sun reflects off it. It's the, the, the Olympic flame never goes out in our hearts. That's what happens okay. there. But it does go out. And also, it didn't in, the, in Barcelona, when they shot the arrow, the guy didn't hit, he shot over. He shot over and there was just a person there to ignite it. And in Sydney, when 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 Kathy Freeman came out and they made her look like she walked on water, right? And she went out and lit it. The thing stopped for a bit 
and it stopped. And everyone thought it was for tension. Nah, it was fucked. And a boat with a broom got underneath it, <laughs> gave it a bit of a poke till the mechanism started working. And then it went up and everyone went, woo, like that, right? And, and Muhammad Ali, when he lit it, he wasn't working either. <laughs> I hear he burned his hand in it the ladder. Like he burned He's just holding there, burning it. Everyone's going, "This is fantastic." He would have shaked any either way. He okay. was he was on fire. All right. Um, <laughs> when were when were the medals uh, created? When, uh, when did the, that come into play? The medals came in what year? Uh, in in, in and the if you know where to that big in, in the in the fourth Olympics, right? And they were they, <laughs> in the fourth Olympics. You could be right. I don't yeah, know. they were in the fourth Olympics in Tokyo. Uh, yeah. They just get no. They were in the fourth Olympics. They still kept on in Greece. In the fourth Olympics, they went, "Hey, give them a disc or something," because they're trying to unionize, right, and get paid to be athletes. If you give them, a, it's the same as the Oscars. The actors all wanted a pay rise, so they got together and they went, "Give them a fucking trophy." These people are so vain; they'll fucking dig it, right? And they went, "Oh, how about a trophy? Ooh, competition and trophy, right?" So, so to be in the Olympics. For the most part, although it's changed with like the dream team and stuff like that, you're meant to be an amateur athlete. You're not meant to be a paid person. Mm -hmm. But there are sports they have in there. They have tennis and they have basketball and different sports that are. But for the most part, you're meant to be an amateur athlete. And so maybe they brought it in so the amateurs didn't go, I should get paid for running real quick, right? And then they they said, it was in Greece, of course, so they said for running real quickless, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how they talk, yeah. right? For running really quickless, I deserve some uh, some money. And they said, how about this shiny disc if you win? And then the person went, oh, well, I get money from second. How about this silver dish? <laughs> if, and the guy's third, I won't get anything. They go, oh, so, throw him a bit of copper. So they're worth, they're worth money, the medals? They're not. They're like, worth, is there real gold in the gold medals? It or? is real gold in the gold medals. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing is not solid. the whole. No, not solid gold. No, 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 no. It's not. How much are the medals worth? You think if you uh, just sold it on? If the you were to sell it online, depending on the sport and depending on the athlete, it could go anywhere from uh, four thousand dollars to two hundred thousand dollars. It's in that price range right there, depending on the athlete, the event, and see so if you got. Okay. If you actually, if you got Michael Jordan's gold medal. From the Barcelona Olympics, that's that's uh, three hundred thousand dollars. He's person. got it though. Yeah, but if he was to sell it, if he uh, if, yeah, okay. if, if he was I think Michael Jordan needs to sell his medals. <laughs> would be going if, he was, <laughs> if he was hard up, and after the documentary, he went, "Look, uh, the gambling thing was out of control. <laughs> I, I, I did have a problem. I can't sell enough shoes." <laughs> okay, let's moving on. Um, and then, uh, what do the five different color Olympic rings represent? Uh, they stand for the five continents on the earth. Okay, and then. Um, uh, what's up you didn't even give me a tick then. Forrest just underlined something. <laughs> I just write stuff down to remember what we talked about. <laughs> right. I don't. I. I I know that it's something. It might stamp. I don't know if that's correct, but I know there's something. The colors. What are they? What do the colors represent? Um, the the different colors of people around the world. <laughs> Nailed it. You've got your reds. Yeah, yeah. You've you got, got your yellows. You've got your you greens. Got your <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a good idea. There's a white um, ring, a black ring. The only ones a bit tricky is green. But, but back in the day. When there was a lot of Lyme disease, mm -hmm. the greens were represented yeah. very well. I'm going to ask you a few more questions, and I'll have some more questions later, but just I'll ask you a few more questions. Tell me everything else you think you know, and then, okay. and then we'll start talking to Mark here. Okay. But, I, um, uh, are the rumors of Olympic Village sex true, or what do you know about the, the sex in Olympic the Village? The sex in Olympic Village, they can't give away enough condoms. They have to throw boxes and boxes of condoms because a lot of people, you for the most part, you're allowed to stay there for the two weeks that the Olympics happen. And so if, you have your, if you're a marathon runner, you're like, this is shit. Because you're the last event, right? And you have to think and think and eat healthy and all that type of stuff. But if you're someone who does the swimming 
in the first week and you're like, I did the butterfly, lost my qualifier. Now I'm going to fuck me some athletes because everyone's got really good bodies, right? The NBA players there, you're telling me that there's no sex going on from some Australian sprinter that's just like, I'm going to have a go at LeBron. This will be good, right? So that's definitely happening. Yeah, there's loads and loads of sex happening. They do have to share rooms, though. They have to share, like, bunk beds and stuff like that. The Olympic Village, the one in Homebush in Sydney, after it's all done, they all become apartments. For the most part, when the Olympics end, these stadiums just rot and go to hell. Beijing's a fine example of that. Um, okay. Where where the the stadium now is just covered in plants and shit, and I think Sochi already is already like the lose track just looks is covered in graffiti and all that type of stuff, right? All right. Sorry, was that was that wrong of me to say that? No, the Australians, no, though, as you want. I'm just going to keep praying the, the questions. The Australians still keep their stadium up and running. Now, this is something, and I'll tell you. And this is something I believe, and I I may know more than him on this one. Australia, two bucks. Okay, so the people who get most medals are the Americans and the Russians, and that's why when Russia wasn't in one of the Olympics, the Americans just can't. can't so mo it. Most medals are Americans and Russians. Americans and Russians, right? And what about break it down? Summer and winter. Who's got the most winter? Oh, okay. Winter's a different bag altogether. Um, that would be would be Switzerland or Sweden or something like that. I'm not gonna one of the ones that start with an S. It's, it's, it's Swiss sound. It's a Swiss Sweden, sound. Switzerland, Norway. These people carve it up at the Olympic Games. I remember when Australia more won than America. Ah, uh, yeah, they have them. Okay, I think they do more. Americans see the pop. See, this per, okay, per capita. Australia wins the Olympics every time. Oh, here we go. For the amount of people. You're like the, it's like when people talk about New York pizza. Against, like, I'm about against the population, <laughs> Australia wins the most amount of medals of all, capita, of, of all time. Oh, okay, I'm running that down. Now, your number one medal guy used to be, like, you got your Flo Joe. You got your. The, the, yeah, the all-time winningest Olympic athlete. Yeah, is, Flo Joe. Is, is, oh, uh, Michael Phelps. Okay. I'll say Michael Phelps. Yeah. I'll, I'll do him in order. I'll say you're Michael Phelps. Yeah. You're Carl Lewis. Uh-huh. Uh, then I'll say um, Flo Joe. Yeah. And then I'm going to work in Ian Thorpe. I like you just saying Flo Joe a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Thorpe yeah. would be in there. And then uh, uh, Bunky the ice skater. Yeah, Bunky. <laughs> Bunky. I, I was hoping you'd say I Bunky. I loved Bunky, yeah. Um, and then uh, the Olympics. Uh, the Tokyo one is postponed for it's now. It's been you know. postponed. So because have any of them been cancelled ever, the Olympics? Uh, the Olympics have been cancelled. Number seven. Number was, seven. Yeah. What city? There's, there's, there's been uh, one, two, I believe three that were cancelled. Um, I, 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 I don't know about that. Mm. Okay. Okay, I have no idea. I'm not even going to lie to you. That it was, boom, Seattle, Moscow, and Jerusalem. <laughs> I don't think any of those have, cities have had Because Olympics. it was cancelled. <laughs> Seattle, Moscow, and Jerusalem. Okay, maybe Moscow. Jerusalem definitely didn't have the Olympics. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. <laughs> they're, they're fucking the donkey races. Uh, okay, the, the, one more the, question, oh. and I think we're going to take a break before we yep. do the go. Um, one more question, um, and then we'll go there, is how much money does a country need to spend to host the Olympics, and how much will they make? Just quick. Um, I think they run at a loss, but it's hard to gather if you like make... How much will they spend to, to prepare for Oh, it? they'll spend um, uh, $20 billion on the Olympics. $20 billion, and they don't turn a profit? I believe that some countries turn a profit, and other countries don't. It depends whether you use your infrastructure afterwards and whether it adds to tourism in the long term. Okay. I think in the short term, 
They may get close to breaking even, but it's like, okay, so the World Cup in soccer makes so much money, but this one in Qatar will probably do fuck all. The one in South Africa, they weren't filling the stadiums. So some of the shit, like I think Sydney did very well. I think London did very well out of it. But in Tokyo will do fine, but then you got the ones where it's like, yeah, what was the one in Russia? Sochi. Who went to fucking Sochi? No one went there. It's bleak, Jerry. It's bleak. (laughs) Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with uh, Mark Dyrison, and we're going to grade Jim on how he did. I think I did pretty good. (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Now you can increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue, like the colour, blue, and chew, like chewing. (laughs) Blue Chew brings you the first chewable pill with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, depending the company you're keeping. (laughs) Even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill. So you you can be be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you can benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew, I'll tell you what, Forrest. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, doctors. Oh, I like the licensed doctors. Licensed doctors. So if you have to go to the doctor's, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office and wait in line. And then go to the pharmacy and wait in line again. Why am I doing this? I'm getting corona. Why would I want to wait in line? But it ships right to your door, corona free, in a discreet package, which is good. It doesn't say, doesn't say, oh, boner pill on the side of it. Siren on top of it. Yeah, you know, UPS person doesn't (laughs) wink at you as they give it to you, like, ah, ah, like that. No, 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 no. They ship it to you in a discreet package. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use the special promo code JIM. Just pay $5 shipping. That's a $5 erection. $5 erection. Not bad. I'd pay 20 bucks to have one right now. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code JIM to try it for free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. As people adapt to this changing world, oh God. we're all going to be buying more <laughs> stuff online than ever before. If you're an e-commerce seller, are you ready to meet the demands of our new delivery culture? I think not. <laughs> Probably not. But be ready with ShipStation. Why ShipStation, you ask? Well, when you're selling online, getting lots of orders out fast. It can be tough. How do you keep track of who gets what? Which shipping carrier should you use? It's a nightmare. (laughs) Are you getting the best rates? Probably not. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. Just a few clicks and you'll be managing your orders, printing your labels, and getting your products out to happy customers. ShipStation makes it easy. ShipStation helps online sellers of any size get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep, more importantly, their customers happy. Oh, why'd you point at Jack? Because Jack's a customer. No matter what you're selling, where you're selling, maybe you're selling on Amazon, Etsy, your own website. 
ShipStation brings all your orders in one simple interface. Forrest, how's your Etsy store going? Ah, uh, it's going great. Say it, uh, say it. What are you say selling? It once, say it twice. Uh, I was selling rocks. What before. are you selling now, though? I've upgraded to glass. Oh. Ah, yeah. He nice. sends it to X's and it's all shattered, so they cut their hands <laughs> when they open it up. It's, 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 Seems it's, petty. It's a niche market. It's things I make out of glass, mostly <laughs> fish tanks. ShipStation works with all major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, UPS, and even Amazon Fulfillment. Uh, they even offer big ass um, discounts on shipping costs. <laughs> they offer the big, big ass discounts. Uh, big ass discounts. <laughs> the biggest discounts you can get. Big ass Kardashian size ass discounts. <laughs> now any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 500 They're companies like McDonald's. Oh. <laughs> you always know when you're getting the best deal. You ever had a Big Mac shipped to you? Uh, no, the ship that. station could get it to you, but McDonald's, <laughs> they get the best rates and you uh, can get yeah. those same rates. No wonder ship station is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more for less in less time at the best available rates. And right now, I don't know about that. Listeners can try ship station free for 60 days by using the code Jim. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of delivery culture Get started at ShipStation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Jim. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter the code Jim. ShipStation.com. Make shit ship happen. <laughs> you almost made it to the end there. That's ShipStation.com. Not com. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. ShipStation. ShipStation. Give them what they want. <laughs> Okay, we're so, back. So Mark sat there very patiently listening to you probably learn a few things there, Mark. <laughs> hey? Probably a bit. I yeah, some things you can pass on to the young minds that you teach. <laughs> um, Absolutely. On a on a scale of one to ten, Mark, how did Jim do uh, with his knowledge of the Olympics? Well, I don't know at Penn State, you know, because we went all Zoom University after spring break. We modified the grading schedule. Uh, so you could take a pass fail or get an actual grade. So oh. does Jim want an actual grade or just what, a pass fail? I'll take a little from column A, a little from <laughs> column B. Well, we need a one through ten, ten being the best. One through ten. Oh. I'll give him uh, a seven. That's a pass. Ooh, that's that's, a, pass. that's a, pass. a pass. That's a good score. That's a good pass. That's a solid C. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. That's All right, Kelly. Um, confidence, you know, at one point you said Quickopolis, and so you lost some points there, but then you said you might know more than Mark, uh, so that brought you back up <laughs> to, I'm going to give you an eight. All right. Oh. Eight. Wow, okay. I'm grading you on how you're dressed today. Um, not bad. Black t-shirt, clippers hat. It looks like you might have shaved. No. No? <laughs> That's points. Uh, I'm going so bold in quarantine. It's falling but out I of my really, face. I do like the glasses. That's yeah. a running theme now, yeah. two yeah, episodes yeah. in a row. I think yeah. you should wear them every week. I'm going to wear them until people get irritated, and then I'm going to keep making them more extreme until I'm like Damon or Average. <laughs> I'm going to give you a seven today. So. Wow. Oh. This might be the best score he's ever had. No, I'm Flojo. I think drugs is pretty high. <laughs> no, number, you have, that's a total of 22. I just meshed them all together. Give them what they want. Give them what they want. Bob Costas. That's what we're going to call you for uh, this Bob one. Costas, who I think, I think Bob Costas looks like Mark Hamill's brother. Okay. Don't you think he looks, <laughs> don't you think he looks a little bit like he could have been Luke Skywalker? So okay. let's get into the Olympics. Um, Mark, can you please tell us uh, a little bit about the history of the Olympics, the first Olympics in ancient Greece, like what year that was, and bring that up to the modern version. So, so the first ones in ancient Greece are in 776 BCE, and they're not in Athens. They're way out in the sticks in Olympia. 
Uh, in oh, the, that uh, makes sense. City state of Alice, <laughs> uh, out in the middle of nowhere, they still are today. Uh, and they last till eighty three ninety four when uh, the Romans finally get rid of them as a pagan ritual. So they lasted for uh, roughly eleven thousand or eleven hundred and seventy years. Right. Uh, the modern games did start in Athens in eighteen ninety six. The revival. You're almost close. Eighteen eighteen. Two thousand four. Just just a, just uh, a quick with us. a quick question with these ancient Olympics. Um, did that involve other countries or was it just Greek people in these first initial ones? You were required to be Greek. There were three requirements. You had to be male, so you were right about that. It's all men. Uh, you had to be freeborn. You couldn't be a slave, and you had to be Greek. So they limited it to the Greeks. When Rome con conquered Greece, uh, they sort of forced it more open, and uh, the Emperor Nero once competed at uh, a Special Olympics that they set up. Now, because they because they um, they they competed naked, I've met a lot of Greek people. I feel like there'd be a lot of wind resistance on, on, a, on a Greek man running naked. They're a, they're a hairy bunch. The oh, Greeks, I right? No, they're probably a big dicks as big big dicks as well. But I, I reckon there'd be a lot of wind resistance. It'd be, it'd be like Georgie Animal Steel running down a track. I, anyway, but I, I digress. Well, they. They were naked and they were oiled up too. Part of it was to showcase their bodies. They covered themselves in oil before events as well as taking off all their clothes. And that's why they call uh, the anal sex Greek style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 1896 was the modern era, as, as we know, the Olympics as we know it now. That's when. Yeah. And um, what was the. Oh, the, so. Why were the Olympics started? Because Jim said it was tourism, and then what was your next thing? <laughs> it was to it was to please Athena. Oh, Athena, yeah. So. Well, the ancient games are religious. It's actually uh, for Zeus, not Athena. All right. Uh, they're also <laughs> to train warriors and to uh, build a central a sense of cultural unity among the Greeks. Uh, much like Muslims today have to make the pilgrimage to Mecca, uh, people from all over the Greek world, which was all of the Mediterranean world, felt the need at least once in a lifetime to go to ancient Olympia for a game. And what were the initial events? Uh, they were, there were some track and field like games. So they had a, uh, a discus throw, a javelin, foot races, but not long distance distances. They only cared about sprinting. Uh, they had boxing and wrestling and they had a violent MMA like uh, 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 thing called the Pankration, uh, a no holds barred fight to, there were a couple of deaths in that. Oh, cool. Jeez, and nice. uh, and I'll, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Let's see how good you are, Mark. All right, you ready? When did they bring in? I'm ready. When did they bring in ping pong? Uh, not in ancient Greece. Yeah, but what year? What year? What year? Did they and, and 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 is it really called whiff waff? Oh, that's right. When we were, when we were in Asia, in Britain, we're in London. The British people are obsessed that they think they invented ping pong, and it's called whiff waff because of the sounds that the bats make. That's what they and called us. They, wow. they call it whiff waff. And, and Boris Johnson said that he said he goes, "Oh, we invented this. It's called whiff waff." So yeah. was it ever called whiff waff? Not to my knowledge, and they hate ping pong too. So the aficionados want to call it table tennis. Yeah, make it more date. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. ping pong does sound racist. <laughs> if, yeah. if you if you called someone a ping pong, you know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, they did compete in the nude. We went over that, um, and that was just because they like to be naked, I guess. No, because they greased up to make them more streamlined. Correct. No, Mark. Nope. No, okay. 
That just- no, they're great stuff. They're, they compete in the nude because they think that athletes are close to the gods and their gods were anthropomorphic, human-like. So a great body meant you were close to the gods and they wanted to showcase and their ideal of beauty was a, a male athletic build. Also, when aroused, second place to hang a medal. <laughs> um, Jim said that medals came into play in the fourth Olympics. Really, yeah, the fourth. Really tried to pin number it down. Four. In, in number four. <laughs> when, when were the modern medals created? As we know, well, they're not, they're not ancient, so they're modern. The, the ancient Olympics oh. only gave you a, a an olive wreath crown, no medals. Uh, but uh, uh, actually, he's close. So it's the third Olympics in St. Louis that invent the. Gold, silver, bronze. Wow. Medals. You just throw a fork. Give them what they want, Jim. <laughs> Give what they want. So in St. Louis, they were, yeah. And they are, because that's kind of like a twofold thing. So they, they are definitely worth money. Jim said they're between 4000 and 200000 depending who it is. But also, is that, it, that's in lieu of athletes getting paid? Because they don't get paid. And the, did the ancient uh, Greeks the, and that ancient games, did they get paid or? Yeah, one of the big messes that the ancient Greeks were amateurs and nothing could be further from the truth. You know, they love prizes, they love money. So they got not from the Olymp- uh, the games at Olympia themselves, but from their city states where they trained. They got cash payments, they got women, they got houses, they got uh, freedom from paying taxes. So uh, I've been to Greece, they'd be happy with a cop and cigarettes. 93 <laughs> British invention to keep uh, the lower classes. The Australians from competing. Oh, this is an invention. Some fighting words. Hey, what, Mark? Was I correct in saying that Australians win the most amount of medals per capita? Is that correct? They do better than the U.S. I think if you look historically per capita, Australia, with a smaller population, does a little bit better, but nowhere near as good as say Jamaica, uh, which uh, has a tiny population and a lot of Olympic champions or small countries like that so there's some your face. unique outliers yeah. uh, of finland in the winter game but if you get rid of the bobsled teams did jamaica <laughs> still do as well <laughs> they do even better yeah. <laughs> the bobsled teams right. keeping yeah, them down a little sidetrack what's what's your favorite olympic based movie we've got eddie the eagle we've got uh cool runnings and miracle. there's probably miracle what's your what's your the, Oh, there's a net, there was a Nancy Car- the I, Tanya. I, t- I, Tanya. What's your favorite Olympic-based movie? There's a, there's a lot of good ones and a lot of bad ones. I think on the best list for me, you know, Chariots of Fire is up there. Lenny Riefenstahl's Olympiad, if you can suffer through the six hours of beautiful uh, bodies in, in that. Six My hours. vote for all-time worse is a movie called Pentathlon about – the modern pentathlon that nobody cares about starring Dolph Lundgren uh, as an oh. East German who escapes to Southern California and then wins some vague Olympic modern pentathlon medal, shooting his former East German coach played by David Soule uh, with a pistol uh, to win the gold at the very oh, end. Don't ruin event. it. Don't ruin it. I haven't seen it. Hopefully Dolph doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, Dolph, we can tell you hate this, Mark. Dolph, a lot of details. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren was like, I will it's throw a fascinating disc. movie. It really is so bad. So bad it's good. Oh, well, I gotta watch that. Dolph Lundgren, write that down. Pentathlon. Ton, well, ton. we have it recorded. I, oh yeah, I can listen to the podcast. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> uh, the torch. Did you answer the torch? Like where it started? The torch started. It starts in a silver dish. They grease up. Oh yeah, I know. But like the origin of the torch. Like when when it. Started. Oh, uh, that happened when uh, there was a burning bush and Moses. Hmm. 
And I, I don't know. I don't know when the the torch started. I don't know okay. what the idea behind that was. I I always find it like when the torch the torch is coming through your town. And like in Australia, there was always some kids who threw some eggs and stuff like that. And the prime minister got on the TV and went, "They're bloody idiots! What are you doing? You're ruining it for everyone else." And everyone thought those guys are legends. <laughs> um. So so yeah. When did, when did the torch start? So the Olympic flame, the cauldrons, L.A. in 32, but the torch starts in 1936 for the Berlin Olympics. It was a Nazi innovation. The Nazis were trying to I, I connect ancient Greek civilization to I uh, Aryanism I uh, and Nazi supremacy. So they invented all the, the, the torch relay and all that jazz. Um, okay, so the Nazis did it. So that's the thing about the Nazis. They weren't all bad, you know. They did invent the torch. <laughs> Cut that out. And the, <laughs> and, and the autobahn. That's where they really the peaked. Torch the, yeah, the, <laughs> the torch and the autobahn. The torch and the autobahn, you got to give credit where credit's due. So when, they did other horrible things. Bad people, but the torch and the autobahn. When I read this, I was like, this is like a, it's just a staple of the Olympic Games, the torch. I mean, it's like the lasting image that they're running through the whole country that they do and stuff. So was it was it on Hitler's thing? Because I'm always fascinated by the things like Hitler and like like approved the Volkswagen Beetle, right? Yeah. And then it was adopted by hippies yeah. as like the peace loving. Yeah, that was my car in college. Yeah, Hitler had a car and he said, make the roof a bit higher. I hate when the roof hits me head. And they went, oh, good on you, Hitler. Good on you, mate. And he goes, no, boy. He goes, put the fucking boot in the front. Put your trunk in the front. That's a bit different. They went, all right, he's fucking mad. He is. This will never last. Ah, uh, Hitler, you can say what you want, but he designed a car that people love to this day. I'm Ari. I'm 6'2", blonde hair, blue eyes. I was driving a Volkswagen all through college. Uh, so was, was, <laughs> so was, so was Hitler, was Hitler uh, responsible for that or did someone just come to Hitler and then Hitler went, yeah, whatever, burn something? Yeah, so it was, you know, German uh, uh, archaeologists connected with Hitler, but Hitler was involved in the whole... Uh, let's connect Aryanism back to ancient Greek and Roman civilization. But the next Olympics after Berlin were where? So then it was like they 1948 were... in London. So 36 in Berlin, and then there's a <laughs> and they were just like letting use the torch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's because because that was the the Olympics in Berlin was the Jesse Owens thing where famously Hitler didn't stand up because he, he was a superior race and all this type of bullshit, right? And so that is amazing. So in that Olympic, they invented anything. Then we had some Olympics off because of the war. Of course, those were canceled. Uh, yeah, we, we had yeah. some Olympics off because of the war. Then we came back together. We separate Germany into two countries and go, and we're nicking your torch idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you think the culture, the, the Germans were like, cultural appropriation? I don't know why they're Jamaican. I got Jamaican. That was my German, Ich bin ein and bobsled team. <laughs> I think you should always do it as a Jamaican. Yeah, Germans, you know those Germans. They, they, sound, yeah. they sound nicer when you do yeah, it. So, the, so the Germans came into Poland like, hey, man, <laughs> we don't want you having your own country no more. And they were like playing steel drums. And people were like it was harrowing. <laughs> um, since I was going to say something else, but since you touched on that, so yeah, you did get now you got it right. Post after that, the, the Olympics were canceled. Uh, how many times, Mark? That was the, I, I'm trying to find three. One. So 1916, they were scheduled for Berlin, ironically, and World War One scuttled them. Uh, 1940, they're scheduled for Tokyo, and World War Two interrupted. And then 44, they never got awarded. There were uh, rumors for, uh, that Detroit was going to get them or uh, Buenos Aires, but none in 1944. You, you think Tokyo would have gotten the nod? 
Yeah, yeah. Like during the war, Hitler yeah. would have gone, oh, we're going to win here. It's just us versus the Japanese. But it is interesting because... <laughs> let's, let's play wrestling. <laughs> let's play wrestling. <laughs> these Olympics aren't canceled yet, the Tokyo, but should we never have them in Tokyo again? That's the question. Like first there was a war. Now there's like a global pandemic. I think, is there some common denominator there? We've maybe? been jinxed. Yeah, maybe. They're, I, I guess they would get... These aren't canceled yet, right? The Tokyo. No, they're, the, they're delayed by a year. Am I correct? One year they're delayed by? Right. 2021 is the theory. They were in Tokyo in 1964. Uh, okay. So to reintegrate the Axis powers after World War II, uh, Munich gets the 72 games. Tokyo got uh, uh, 64 and Rome got 1960. Oh, okay. So, so they were all sort of given to people where we're like, ah, all's good. Yeah. You have yeah, the Olympics. Like, again. Yeah, it was a peace offering, basically, which cities got them. Oh, right. So when did they bring in, I've always hated these, the fucking mascots. Oh, that's mm. funny you mentioned that. Oh, those mascots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that my thing at the end? No, no, I just had, I just didn't know if we would get to this, but uh, well, yeah, when did they bring in the they mascots? Because they had one in, in Sydney that looked like an upside down teardrop with a couple of circles around its base. This is your first mascot. I, I didn't print up two of these. This is your first one. That's you can hold first. that up for the oh, camera. Like all, right, all right, so I'm going to hold it up. I'm going to tell you what 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 that's like from. A sperm. That yeah. was that was a Winter Olympics because he's on a ski. Yeah. Right, and his name was Spermy. Can <laughs> <laughs> you see him, Mark? <laughs> I can. Yeah. yeah, and he yeah. and he would have been at the he would have been at the oh, before Montreal. He would have been at the 1968. Uh, 1968. I think oh. that's the first one. Is that the first? That's what I have here. At the, Mo yeah, at, at the Moscow Olympics. One. Grenoble. Grenoble. I watched Grenoble. a documentary on this. <laughs> Horrible what happened to those people. <laughs> what's, uh, what's, where's Grenoble? I don't know. It's France. It's really? uh, the Winter Games. It's Jean-Claude Keeley. That's Schuess. The first mascot ever. His name's Zeus? Shush. 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 Oh, like shush. 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 I go down the mountain with my little friend. I have a baguette. I wear a beret and shush, shush, shush. I win the medal. Um, so why, why I use it as a cheese plate? <laughs> why were the mascots? I mean, I'm assuming like just marketing or whatever. Is that like the. Yeah, marketing and cartoons in the 60s. And yeah. All right. So see if you can guess. All right, I'll tell you where my, they're all my, from. My printer, the color started to run out, so everything's pink. You that tell me orange. the color they are, and I'll. Well, like, that one's supposed to be orange, a tiger. You can hold it. He, Here, I, I can... That was that was Beijing, and that was uh, uh, Frosty the tiger. <laughs> That's the before picture of Tony <laughs> the tiger. That is Soul. Soul. 19... I remember that one. 1988. Uh, 1988. I, I don't know what his name is. Do you know that that other names? The tiger. I can't remember the Soul one. There were yeah I, multiple I, I, weird up. characters. Soul. Uh, what would you call the Soul one? What? That's Korea. His name yeah. was Hodori. 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 Wow. He's Hodori people. I would have called him Hunky Dory. <laughs> this one's probably pretty easy. You should get this one here. Maybe. All right, Jack, you can play in this as well because yeah. you haven't said anything. <laughs> All right, that one there. I think it's from your hometown, Jack. What do you say? Or was it the Atlanta one? That, I don't think it was the Atlanta one. The Atlanta one was one of those Coke bottles that danced well, to music. It's clearly the United States. That's huh? Baldy. That's, ba that's all Baldy. I'm going to say that's yeah. That's uh, that's uh, Eddie the Eagle. Not Eddie the Eagle. I'll go Ernie the Eagle from the LA games. Um, that's Sam. 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 Sam oh, the Sam Eagle makes sense. From, from, Eddie, from LA? LA. Right. Give them what they want. 
<laughs> okay, and the, and the last one. Here you go. That's gonna be a hard one, I think. That's the one. That's the upside okay, down teardrop. So, so you know it then. Yeah. What that's the? uh, from the Sydney Olympics. No, no it's not. Sydney. Oh, that's Atlanta. That's Atlanta. That's yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta. Was the upside oh, down teardrop? I've I, seen him around. I forgot what the Sydney one was, the, and he was called What's It or something, or this Who's guy, It? This who's guy It? Was, yeah. Was called Izzy. Izzy, Izzy, yeah. Izzy. I don't, what was so, the Sydney the, ones? The Sydney ones, I didn't print it up, but it looks like it's just a bunch, it's like a duck-billed platypus and a, a kinder. Uh, and a, it's a kinder surprise. <laughs> and some other bird, Band. like a blue-footed, I don't know, it's a bunch of animals. In Sydney, was it like three of them? Or do you, oh, we had, a, like, we had a whole, we, we got too many no, animals. I was asking Mark, not you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's several uh, animal characters. <laughs> Yeah, which are pretty common for yeah, yours, Olympic mascots. Yours was more like in line of what the country was. So, yeah, Australia's yeah. got a lot of good animals. Mm -hmm. we, I'm, I'm thinking about writing a children's book. We'll get to that on some other podcast. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of my time in my hands. The rings. So you said the five rings represent the five continents and the colors are all the colors of the people. Is that correct, Mark? Yeah, I believe both of those. The rings right. is correct, but the colors are uh, supposedly every flag in the world has one of the five Olympic colors. Ah, they're sense. not racial colors. That makes more sense. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> that makes more sense. I like sense. how you're giving it to them. That does make yeah. more yeah. sense. All right. <laughs> like, you're right. Like, 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 I, like people, they get the Olympics and then people go, I don't want the Olympics in my town. They'll have to build hospitals. They'll have to do this. When, when all those green people come over, think of the disease. <laughs> um, and then the most medals are American. We kind of touched on that. He says it's American Russia. Winter, you did say Norway eventually. Uh, Norway, yes. Norway. <laughs> yeah, they do have the most medals. And it, America is America has the most medals, medals total, right, Mark? Is that in the history of the games, yeah, by far. Now, with the winter games, when was that brought in? That would have only been in the modern era. Was that ever in ancient times when they brought in the winter games? No, that's a modern innovation. So Chamonix in France in nineteen twenty four. They start the winter games. Now with the winter games, there's things that I don't quite understand about the winter games because really, if we're honest, they're just the indoor games. Because, you know, basketball, they're the indoor and snow games. Mm -hmm. Because they play soccer in the summer Olympics, but soccer is a winter sport. And they play well, other so basketball is technically a winter sport. Basketball is a winter sport and it's played in the summer. So I oh, know it's the other way. No, the no, well, no, no, no. Basketball is played in the summer, summer but, but and it's you, a winter. The, the season. I guess it's because the players are playing in the winter that they put them in the summer. I, I think. Okay, so to get me right. The winter games have to involve snow and ice. They're really snow and ice games, right? Because anything indoor will be played in summer. Am I right in saying that? Uh, yeah, I think everyone, everything involves snow or ice. So hockey's a, a indoor a winter game, but it's on ice. Right, so you can't put ba you can't put basketball today. in, you can't cornhole or whatever. You can't. It has they to could, be. They could do whatever they want, but historically, the the first basketball in the Olympics is in Berlin in 1936, and they played outdoors actually. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, now with the <laughs> really, wow, oh, <laughs> outdoors you say? Ooh, that was <laughs> that must have been the amount of rain one day. Um, uh, now with with the Olympics, every year they seem to bring in a new sport, and does, when that happens. Does another sport get the flick? Like, does another sport get kicked out for another sport? How do you how do you how do you uh, uh, get your sport in to the Olympics? Yeah, so the IOC is worried about overcrowding now, so they've tended to boot sports out as new ones have come in. So recently, you know, baseball and softball have have gotten cut out. Um, and the way you get one in is you lobby the IOC, you throw bags of cash at them, and you try to demonstrate global appeal. And you want to look good on television. So particularly in the winter games, summer games as well, we've seen 
Uh, they want a youth demographic. They want to appeal to that 14 to 29-year-old, especially male group with a lot of disposable income. So we've gotten mountain biking, and we're uh, going to get skateboarding, and in the winter games, you know, uh, snowboarding and stuff like that. And a lot of these games originate in California, right? Beach volleyball. Right. And so if you take a look at the medal count, uh, California is probably fifth all time in the sheer number of medals won in Olympic Games winter and summer now. Oh, if it was its own country? Yeah, like pretty yes. Wow. So we've seen the Californication of the Olympics in the last, since World War II. Now, I know with like snowboarding, a lot of the, uh, the, the competitors got done for having weed in their system. You can't, and they're bringing in skateboarding? That's not. That's not gonna. It's not gonna work out, is it? Well, that. That's yeah, in fact, Sean White's gonna try to double in uh, skateboarding. Oh wow. Wow. wow! And when we and when they bring the because the games are coming back here to LA and LA we have legalized weed. Will the players be allowed to compete on on, on marijuana? It's not a performance enhancer, as far as I know. So, but the IOC has banned it. We'll see. Yeah. So the players being banned. I'm I'm trying to find the note here. But the first player that was ever banned. From the Olympics. I have a very quick thing to ask. Yeah. So back to the thing that we were just talking about before. You said it, we want to make it good on TV. You want to market it to people, men aged 14 to 29. Um, my question is, is, is there a world that you see in the future where eSports start getting played? Yeah, I get this question a lot. And, you know, it's a hot topic now. So uh, I'm too old for the eSports boom. I don't really get it. But I do think, you know, we might see it in, in 20 years if it keeps growing as long as it makes money and has a big following uh the ioc might well scarf it up well uh, they're you know they tend to be older uh, elite folks but they have a nose for making money and, and what plays well globally so i could see that so in 20 years time i could be competing in mario kart That'll be good. That'll be good. It'll be just me and my lazy boy recline, and they'll be going, oh, he's got a banana pill. He's thrown it out the back. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is a company that I use. You might notice over the years my hair has increased or stayed the same when it was previously falling out. <laughs> That's because I use Keeps. Do you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male, male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? Oh, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something while you still got some. What? Who wants to go to a doctor right now? Show of hands. None of you. <laughs> No one wants to go to doctors. You're waiting in line and then you have to go to the pharmacy. Thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your door every three months. Keeps offers generic versions <laughs> of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. Settle down. I'm just He's so excited. I love Keeps. <laughs> yeah. You may have tried them before, but you're probably... Never for this price. Never this because these hair tablets they can be very expensive. Back in the day, I I had no money. Then Keeps came into me life. Keeps treatments can take up to four to six months or more to see results. So it's important you act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. Love saving. Find out why Keeps has more five star reviews than any of its competitors. Like the stupid company stays. <laughs> you don't want them. I'm a keeps guy. Stays didn't catch up. Stays is rubbish. You want to go with keeps. More five star reviews. Nearly one hundred thousand men trust keep 
to for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments started just ten dollars a month. Everyone's got ten dollars a month. I pay Jack eleven dollars a month. You yeah. can afford <laughs> keeps. And I look can. at his hair. It's Plus, working. for a limited time, you can get your first month free. All right, you're not going to pay this week, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash I don't know to, rev- to, uh, to, re- okay, to receive your first <laughs> month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash I don't know. Keeps. Keep your hair. <laughs> Big boy. <laughs> Big boy. <laughs> There's never been a bad time to save money, but now more than ever, finding smart ways to put some cash back in your pocket can make a huge difference. One way to do that is is to save on things that you already pay for, like home insurance. If you own a home, reshopping your home insurance rate with Policy Genius could save you a good chunk of change. And the best part is it's really easy. First, head to policygenius.com. That's so simple. Yep. I could do that right now. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't have a computer, but I could, I could do, do it on my phone. phone yeah. Do it on my phone. You just head to the webpage, policygenius.com, and answer a few quick questions about yourself and your home. Then Policy Genius will compare your policy against options from top insurers that will make sure you're getting the right home insurance coverage at the best possible price. Who wouldn't want that? Jack, would you want that? I think I would. Yeah. Jack's a long way away from owning a house and he's <laughs> and he's interested. <laughs> if Policy Genius finds you get a better finds you a better rate than what you're currently paying, they will take care of everything to get you switched over. Own a car too? Hey? Hey? You own a car? That'll go well with your house. Hey? Own a car too. Policy Genius will compare your home and auto policies across different insurers and even mix and match. To find you savings. They save their customers on average, wait for this, $1,127 a year doing just that. Who doesn't want $1,127 more in their pocket? No one. one. So if you want to put a little cash, a little cash, you want to put lots of cash back in your pocket right now. See how much you can save by reshopping your home insurance rates at policygenius.com. So by that, we're back. Um, all right, all right. So okay, I, Olympic Village sex. Let's okay. do that. Let's well, then, talk about then we'll that. Talk about we, me, we forgot me. to talk about that. I don't know. How we missed that. My <laughs> issues with the Olympics will be next. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sex in the Olympic Village, Mark. We briefly touched on that. Um, are those rumors true? Is that like running rampant there? As Jim are said, they, they give out condoms. Are there STDs through the roof? There's certainly lots of rumors, and, and you know this has been persistent. The first Olympic Village is at L.A. in 32. They had a little complex in the Baldwin Hills. And uh, the movie companies were there from Hollywood. And Starlets uh, filmed with the athletes and stuff. So lots of rumors there. The, the most famous one is 30. It's 1936 in Berlin. And there was a claim that the German government paid uh, young Aryan women to go mate with Aryan athletes at the Olympic Village to uh, produce a super race and then would support the kids. But Jesse Owens uh, fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> Did Jesse Owens get was there any rumors about him? No, nah, he, he didn't fit the Aryan mold. So <laughs> unfortunately, he was not one of their targets. So uh, they were going for uh, more Aryan style athletes. But yeah, there are plenty of rumors and innuendos. One of the most famous uh, events of the Cold War is uh, an American hammer thrower named Harold Conley and a Czech uh, discus thrower. Uh, uh, both gold medalists uh, got together. Uh, Olga 
Pikatova got together in 56 in Melbourne, fell in love and got married in a very public uh, uh, Cold War breaking East-West story, moved to the United States. Uh, she still lives in, in the Huntington Beach area in Southern California. Did they have a child together? Yeah, his name's Thor. Oh, they did? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a javelin and a discus throw. Yeah, yeah. And she, she just shot it across the room. <laughs> Here we yeah. go. Just a little side note. We'll get back to the sex in a second. I know this, 1956, uh, the Melbourne Olympics, that's why I, uh, that was when uh, t that was the first televised Olympics. It was the first televised Olympics, am I correct? It was when TV was invented, and that's why Australia got TV, because we had the Olympics. So we got it early. I don't know. Is it the, uh, the first televised Olympics are the Berlin Games in 36. Yeah, but on closed-circuit TV uh, in, in a few cities in Germany. Uh, okay. And then you've got television, uh, 48 in London, 52 in Helsinki, 56 in Melbourne sort of at a local level. The first international broadcast is 1960 in Rome. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he thoroughly told you that. <laughs> no, no, no. I used to tell people that. And I work with giraffes. <laughs> and well, that's why this podcast exists. <laughs> you were close though. You were one Olympics off. And then yeah. it was international. No, it was wrong. I know that I know that's why Australia got TV because we didn't we didn't have television before it. And then when Melbourne got it, because I saw a documentary. Uh, there wasn't on, TV, on TV before 1956. No, yeah. not in Australia. We only had four yeah. channels. Yeah. On Australian TV, for no one, nothing else. When I was a teenager, Skippy, Jesus. Skippy the for kangaroo. One of the channels during <laughs> summer just played cricket, five day games. <laughs> so you that you and then but, would turn off after the game. The game was over. Oh no! Then they'd talk about it afterwards. <laughs> then there'd be news. There'd be a recap. It would be cricket all day. So you'd lose that channel all summer. Oh, don't even get me started. All right, um, back to the sex in the in the thing. So is STDs running rampant? Uh, I don't think we have. You know. Good studies for sure, but there are lots of rumors, persistent rumors about STDs, about uh, a lot. Once athletes are done competing, you know, they're young, attractive folks. And because you would get the STDs after. You would go to the Olympics and then yeah. you'd come home. And if you had another partner, you'd have an STD and they'd be like, what'd you do? And like, ah, uh, uh, gold medal. <laughs> um, so what's the juiciest bit of goss from the last sort of two or three Olympics that you got? Like, you Juicy know, goss. That, you, you know, know like, like, hot like, you know, like LeBron did something. Or so whatever. That, like, what's, do what's you know, it? Do you know what the last three Olympics were, where they were, Jim? I mean, that's. Oh, the last three Olympics. Yeah. The last, let's just start with the last one. The last one. Winter Olympics was in 2018. Russia. I it's I don't even uh, Pyeongchang. I, oh yeah, Pyeongchang. Yeah, South yeah. Korea. South, yeah, South, 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 South I know it's all the guys Pyeongchang, and then the last Summer Olympics in 2016. That uh, one should be easy. That was in Athens. That was the one before. Was Athens? No, I think World what was, Cup. What was the yeah. last one? We Rio. Rio. Because they had the world. They, then they have the World Cup there, and then they had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll tell after. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell. I'll tell a quick story. Very quick story before we get back in. Me and Forrest were on a plane once. And we were sitting there and oh, yeah. I said, uh, I said, the Brazilian team's very good, but their goalkeeper actually plays for Toronto, right? So they've got all these top players, but they don't have a good goalkeeper. And I said, um, You said the goalkeepers in Brazil generally aren't the I other said, players are top. And I was just class. I was just bullshitting Forrest and I said, Oh, the other the other the goalkeeper's never any good because the filth that they play in in the slums, they want to run around a bit. They don't want to stay stationary and get sick, right? <laughs> but this is not a plane to me and him. Just He's just kidding to me. And then this woman who was in business class behind us stands up and she goes, I am from Brazil. Not all of us live in poverty. <laughs> <laughs> she just gave you the stink eye the whole way out to the luggage claim. Yeah, she was like, so angry about yeah. it. I go, I was talking about the class divide they have there. I know you're not all doing that. Yeah. What are you bragging about going, no. Our society is very distant. We don't take care of some people at all. 
Okay, so juicy goss, Mark. Juicy goss. Last, how many Olympics do you want to go back? Or just anything recent that you can remember? Well, juicy gossip from uh, Pyeongchang in 2018 was that North Korea sent a lot of uh, sex spies over to uh, try to impact the, the outcome of certain events by seducing uh, Western athletes. So that's fairly Did you say juicy. sex spies? <laughs> I'm yeah. interested. Next week episode. I, I, <laughs> think, I think a third of all my sex has been with spies. <laughs> um, so what does a sex spy do? Like they, would they go and the rumor is would they – have so much sex with the person they'd be tired the next day or they would yeah. put, give them food poisoning yeah, so, or try to slip them uh illicit substances so you know there's some famous events there was the people's republic of china reputedly for the 64 tokyo games the favorite in the decathlon was a taiwanese athlete and he was allegedly drugged so he ended up finishing fifth in 64 so there's a long tradition of uh espionage sexual and medical and otherwise at the Olympics. But he probably finished first the night before, right? Now we've got we've got young we've got young <laughs> we've got young Jack here. Jack, how old are you again? Twenty-four. Okay, we'll send you over to the Olympics. Now Jack Jack doesn't get much of the sex. Doesn't get much of the sex. But if he was an Olympian, there'd be a sex spy mm-hmm. that would do something to him. What event what event could we get Jack into the Olympics if he started training? Uh, yeah. Now? So you, the, on the score that I gave you, the zero to six, if you would have gotten that's Elizabeth Sweeney and you didn't ask who that was. But I don't know much about her. I think that she kept. She was the one that kept trying to find a loophole, right, to get in the Olympics. Like Eddie the Eagle, you find a sport no, that no one's playing. Do you know, you know this about This is a her? really crazy story. Mark, that... do you know about Elizabeth? Yeah, so historically, you know, at least since World War II, uh, nations could send three athletes in every event. Uh, so you didn't have to be top in the world. You just had to be in the top three in your nation and have them sponsor you. Um, that's how Eddie the Eagle got in. That's how Elizabeth Swaney got in, who was a terrible snowboarder. Um, <laughs> recently, they've changed that. You've got to at least sort of be, you know, top 500 in the world. They're not going to let What's it uh, of her? Eddie the Eagles in. But, uh, but wait, wait, what, country uh, did she, what country did she compete with, Elizabeth Sweeney? That's what it, I can't remember. I want to say it was, like Switzer, uh, it was like Switzerland or Sweden. Yeah, because she wasn't like from there. But so is it because of that, those two, that they changed the rule? Is that what so the, does that mean no more Jamaican oh, bobsled? Hungary. Too? She was a Hungarian oh, yeah. freestyle yeah. free skier or, or snowboard. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. And then I guess she got in there and just didn't just did as well it as was you like, I It was do. almost yeah. like a snowboard half pipe, I think. And she just went down it and like then cruise back like yeah. she didn't do any tricks or anything like that yeah. people were like what the fuck is going but on that was the other question I, that i had in there so like let's say if you were richard branson you owned all these islands and you made it your own country let's say could you just enter the olympics say hey i just created a country and now i'm in the olympics yeah in fact there are more countries recognized by the international olympic committee than there are by the un so there's plenty of uh, countries that don't really count for the UN, American Samoa's in the Olympics, a variety of others. Mm. So basically, if you can get the IOC to recognize that you have a national Olympic committee, if Richard Branson buys a big enough island and donates enough to the IOC, he could have the the Virgin Atlantic uh, Olympic nation and oh, yeah. enter whatever he wanted. They've just gone bankrupt. <laughs> uh, so, I, okay. So I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Forrest, there are 195 countries in the world. I might be out by 10 or something, right? About 195. Uh, I think it's two. Uh, let me say. Okay. I believe there's 195 countries in the world. I might be wrong. Forrest is about to tell me. Um, oh, 195 195. This total comprises 193 countries that are members of the UN and two countries that are non-member observer states. How many countries compete in the Olympics? Uh, there are 
200, more than 200 eligible to compete. How does that So work? there are more national Olympic committees than there are nations the UN the recognizes. Now, they don't all send teams, but they, they potentially could. Has there been a country that's never, that's competed, that's never gotten a medal? I, I Yeah, you're off the top of my head. I don't want to get this wrong. I know India has won very few in terms of countries with enormous populations. They've got a handful of medals. They used to be really good in, in men's field hockey. Uh, but, yeah, there are definitely countries that have never come close to winning an Olympic Because I, I know that Tonga won its first medal in boxing. Tonga, there's no other medal that they can win. <laughs> this, this, is, this is, I'm just Googling this, so I, you know. But this said, uh, despite competing in eight games, Albania has never won a medal. So it, there might be countries that haven't competed, and then that doesn't matter. But yeah, Albania, that's because they're all white people. That's Albania. Oh, oh, yeah, I got it. Albania. Yeah, they're the ones who gave Costa pink eye. Uh, Jimmy wanted to talk about the Paralympics, I think. Okay, so I, I was in the UK when the Paralympics happened. Now, so there's the Paralympics and the Special Olympics, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Paralympics are people who have an amputee or a physical, uh, for lack of a better word, deformity. I don't know if we... Disabil disabil dis physical disability. And the Special Olympics are for people who have something more um, special. Uh, something in the head more is that is that a good way of saying it? And can Probably I? Probably not. If I, if, <laughs> if, I think you're okay with the Paralympics, but you're not like bad saying that the Smash Olympics. But I think it's people that are you know mentally challenged, men, men, you know? challenged people. Yeah. Is is that correct? And 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 can follow up question: If I'm in a car accident and I have a bit of brain damage, can I compete then afterwards, or do I have to be born with it? So you're basically right on the Paralympics and the uh, Special Olympics, except there are categories for people with mental challenges, uh, particularly from injuries in the Paralympics. Right. Uh, and the answer is yes. If you get in a car wreck and uh, have uh, physical or, or, or neurological or brain damage, you could potentially be a Paralympian. Uh, there's a, a, a panel of, of specialists who would rate your a challenge and put you in the appropriate category. Now, has there ever been sex spies infiltrate the Special Olympics? <laughs> that, that's, beyond, that's beyond my uh, uh, here knowledge. You, here you go, Jim. They, this is on their website, Special Olympics. Say people with intellectual disabilities. Anyway, that's, that's what I was looking for. Was the intellectually disability. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, okay, so the famous Oscar Pistorius was the only person to ever cross over from the, and I know this because I did a very lengthy comedy routine on this, uh, from the from the Paralympics over to the He's special. the only person? He's the only person oh, to, ever, yeah. to ever compete in in both Olympics, to my knowledge. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, to my knowledge, you're right. And and he could also do now, I hear he can do that skiing one where you shoot a bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. What's that one called? The, I forget what that's ski, called. Ski, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. Bi biathlon. <laughs> ski, ski, shoot, shoot. Biathlon. And that's the one Norway wins, right? Doesn't Norway, that's how they have the most medals is cross-country skiing. Norway and, and Russia and yeah. Ben why, why did that really sport start? I never I always watch that and I'm like, like I don't That's how you ski in Russia. I don't know how <laughs> you have to shoot your, you way, have to shoot your yeah. way through but the forest. I really like curling. I don't care how that started because I just like it. But the skiing shooting one, I'm always like, what is going on here? Norm McDonald has a routine about that. He goes, it's like if I ran a bit, then I fished a bit. <laughs> By the way, biathlon's a big doping sport because they used uh, uh, beta blockers to calm them down to shoot. Uh, so that's a big scandal in biathlon. Now, with the luge and the um, uh, bobsled, if I was just 
if someone just pushed me down on the luge, could I do all right? Mm, you'd probably die. I, I, is there steering involved? Do you just sit yeah. there and then at the end you're like, hey, gold medal. <laughs> so it's just the fattest person. I yeah, I don't think they enter the Olympics I think the, to go down I think, I think the whole sport is done that bit. <laughs> it's also how you make cheese. Get it, get it with a stick. Anyway, so you go like that, and that's all. If anyone, if you can do that the fastest, it's it's. You're talking I, about the I would, running and the oh, would, that's on the luge. That's yeah, a, the okay. luge. You're already seated, and you go dum 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 with your hands. I think the luge is the closest sport to all the original Sega Mega Drive Olympic sports where you just tapped really hard. Oh, I see. Yeah, so that's the crossover, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know when you tap tap tap. I used to like the California games where you surfed a bit. And then you skateboarded a bit. Yeah. Then you oh, roller skate. Santa Cruz. Yeah. So Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Yeah. That but was I don't a bloody think. Humor. I don't think that there's more to the. They steer in the luge, right? Do they don't. Know? They don't steer in the luge, yeah. do they, mate? Oh, yeah. they do. All right. But is is that just is, <laughs> that just, is that just a matter of moving your head from side to side? <laughs> That's how you do it. I don't know. I'm not a luge expert. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, we we'll have another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, yeah, there's strategy and there. There's weight distribution depending on which types of curves you're going around, and all. There's a choreography to it. I'd assume. I'd like to 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 the five people that we have here. Five people we have here. Everyone give out the sport they think they could compete the best at in the Olympics. Okay. Volleyball. Probably, probably played I, I was Kelly a college volleyball, volleyball player. So. All right, all right, all right. I like how you laughed at her. I was also a swimmer. I almost swam in college too, so I almost, maybe I'd go both. I almost swam the other day. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I was reading all the sports right now, and I read handball as hand jobs, and I was like, wow, right, I, I could do, do that. that. Like, <laughs> so, uh, um, do, you, do you want a list of them? No, what sport? What, what sport you think you'd compete the best um, in? I, like against other Olympians, just where you're pretty good at basketball. Just where you could hold yourself a little bit. Oh. Is horse an Olympic sport? Because yeah. Forrest um, would crush that. Yeah, I would say rowing. I used to row in college. I think mm. I could, if I trained enough, I could get into rowing because I, I did row crew in college. So I think I could do that. The speed walking. <laughs> That's not. Is that an Olympic yeah. sport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you do that one, like yeah. you kill off Kath and Kim. Yeah. I think they yeah. got rid of that. I, one, I could do that one. I'd go along like that. You'd I practice would. at the mall. I'd go along. I'd walk <laughs> around. Yeah, <laughs> speed walking in the Olympics. Yeah, Mark? it is. Yeah, uh, they do long distances too, like fifty kilometers. No, I couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> but the speed walking is: is people uh, they might have sticks. I'm not sure. But like you ha- can have no air. You both your feet can't be off the ground, and you're allowed three times. They can go no, 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 and it's like on different parts of the course, it's just people looking at you, and then they'll run out of the crowd and go no. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll skirt back in, and then the person will be walking like ah fuck, and they'll keep walking. But have you ever competed in any sports, an Olympic sports, Mark? Or do you, which one do you think you could compete in? Do you? They're, these folks are elite athletes, so but I, if you had I, to do one, I know I can't compete with them. When, when did you get passionate about the Olympics? What 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 was the kernel in your childhood where you went, oh, I want to write about this? Uh, my dad was the track and field coach, so you know I did a little track and field, and I remember vividly uh, on a little black and white TV watching Mexico City in '68 and seeing spectacular performances and racial politics and all kinds of stuff. See, I, I remember being, I used to very much enjoy the Olympics when I lived in Australia, 
when I moved to America, I don't give as much of a shit because you're winning medals all the time. But in Australia, there was this feel of, did you hear he won a gold? And it was like the whole country was buzzing for a couple of days. And now, like, America's like, we won five golds today, two silvers and a whatever. You know what I mean? Um, So let's go down to the one that you said about the who's won the most medals. How did I go? How did I go, Forrest? Overall, um, so individuals. You said Michael Phelps has won the most. Yep. I believe that's correct, right? That's correct. Um, yep. Do I have to pull this list up, Mark, or do you know this off the top of your head, the top five medal winners of all time? You better pull it up. I know yeah. Michael Phelps. <laughs> so Michael Phelps, by the way, ranks, I think, 38th all-time as a nation if Michael Phelps is a one-man nation. That's, right. that's pretty incredible. South, South Africa in the, in the all-time crap. since South Africa. So, so, so he's the best country per capita. Yeah, he <laughs> definitely is. Yeah, the, him in, in a... Who was the other one? Jamaica. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Number one is Michael Phelps. Number two, Larissa Latyanina. What is she? Gymnast. Gymnastics. Yeah, uh, good sounds. guess. Mm-hmm. And then it's number three is Pavo Nurmi. It just says athletics. Yeah. What's athletics? athletics? Okay. Uh, track and field. Uh, uh, British, the real English term for track and field. Yeah, because he was 1920, 1928. Then number four is Mark Spitz. Mark Spitz. Remember him. Yeah. He's number four. And number five, Carl Lewis. So you had two of the top five. You had Carl, Carl Lewis. Lewis. Number, you had Flojo is down the list. She's, but how did Thorpey do? How did Ian Thorpe do? Ian Thorpey. Thorpe. The Thorpedo. Yeah. No. I don't think he was in enough Olympics, but he crushed one of them. Ian Thorpe. I don't know. I don't see him. Like, yeah, I think he did pretty good. Uh, yeah. He's number 45. Ah, bloody Thorpe. Damn. Australia <laughs> sucks, bro. Thorpe. No. He, he was our Ian Th- Thorpe's. He, um, uh, he was. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've lost, Jim just had a stroke. I've lost <laughs> my brain. <laughs> I don't know about anything. <laughs> Mark, there was something interesting. I know that we. Well, I might say that for a little bit later. Actually, there's there's some questions I'm going to ask Jim right now. Okay. Um, I just had a brain. We just had lost both of our brothers. Seriously, yeah, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with you two? <laughs> this is why Joe Rogan got a hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I have some questions that I usually ask Jim at the end, and uh, I'm going to throw those out there. A lot of them we actually answered during this, so I might re-ask them and see how much you know. Sure. But um, let's see. The first. Uh, ask me. Ask me which Olympics Torval and Dean were in. I know that. Who? Torval and Dean. Torval and Dean won the gold medal for figure skating and they were British. And the British never win anything in the Winter Olympics. Well, and so, so to, uh, it was in, I'm going to say Sarajevo. Was that correct? Yeah, but it was ice dancing. Ice dancing. Yeah, figure yeah. skating. Well, What's the difference between ice dancing and ice skating? This is without all I the can't jumps. tell the difference, but they get really mad at you if you don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they get a little catty. <laughs> you know, one of those guys in Lycra going, excuse me. <laughs> one has ribbons, uh, the other one doesn't. Okay, so here you go. The, um, gold medals are made of mostly silver. Right. So this is kind of like... I'll but there's say, some real gold in it. Yeah, it says, yeah. It says that... Um, it, I guess it depends from Olympics to Olympics. Is that, it says in the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea... They were the heaviest medals ever at that point with gold medal weighing in at 586 grams with the gold selling for around 1350 an ounce. Oh, if it was pure gold, it'd be $28,000, but it's not. It's guess, I guess it's not. In, Sw- in Switzerland, they were made of chocolate. Um, okay, so only three modern. Uh, Jack just gave me a. Hmm. That was his response. I like chocolate. Here, so let's see if you can remember this. Only three modern Olympic Games have been canceled. Do you remember? Now, can you tell us where those were? Oh, okay. They were um, uh, Berlin. Uh, during the First World War, had uh, the Olympics cancelled. And then I forgot the other two. 
I think World War One was nineteen sixteen was Berlin. Yeah. World War Two was nineteen forty, nineteen forty four, and I believe one of them Mark said Tokyo it. was one. Tokyo's yeah. had it cancelled. Yeah. Tokyo, that's two. And and then um nineteen forty. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one they just didn't have it because the war was going on, I guess. So. And that was nobody. Um, only five countries have been represented every modern era summer Olympic games. Only five in the modern era have been represented summer Olympic games. Can you name at least three out of the five? Oh, th- countries that have done both. No, no, no. In, in the modern era. Only five countries have appeared in all every summer Olympic Games that have ever existed since eighteen. I forget what the year oh, was. I thought you were saying what countries have had both Olympics. That's no, an no, interesting question. No, no, no. It's what country? What these these five countries have been in every summer Olympics in the modern era? Okay, so I'm going to say America. Wrong. Okay, Ooh. I'm going to say Britain. Correct. Uh, I would say Italy. No. Uh, I'll say Spaniola. No, you're not doing well. Uh, I'll say uh, Norway. Still wrong. Summer, uh, Summer Olympics. Summer, yeah, it was be okay. Uh, Tonga. No, let, let me just give them to you. Australia is one of them. Is that an Australia getting all of them? I thought we weren't old. Oh, we are old enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, great. But this is what I have listed too. We have Great Britain, Australia, France, Switzerland, and Greece. Now, I believe in the first Olympics there was an Australian. I've heard this. There was just one bloke. Is that correct? One guy. I don't know. One guy, and he was throwing goannas or something. But no, there was there was there was one bloke. There was one bloke from Australia in the first Olympics who was just you know backpacking around. <laughs> and I uh, thought I'd give it a go. You know, I competed in like fucking ten things. I did. It was aces. Now, do you the- know about anything about that, Mark? The- yeah. So there's no national teams until the 1908 Olympics in London. So it's just whoever showed up. And basically, the first games in Athens were in the spring in April and. Uh, people uh, on holiday, an uh, uh, Australian guy named Edwin Flack um, did very well in track and field in, in, Flack. in, in uh, Athens in 1896. I fucking ran faster than these Greek cunts, I tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any other cool facts about Australia and Olympics that you might have? I, I have a cool one. Not you, Mark. Tell me if I'm wrong, Mark. Okay, so the infamous where they had the, they put their hands up, the two black athletes put their hands up. Mm-hmm. The guy who came third was Australian, and it sort of, because of Australian politics, it sort of ruined his career afterwards. He 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 was in solidarity with him. He said he'd hold his head down and all that type of stuff, but he'd still go up and oh, click so his Oh, so he nose. held his head down. He, he was with him. Yeah, he, okay. he, he knew they were going to do it. Then he did it, and it kind of he kind of got blacklisted after that. Am I correct in saying that? You're correct, except he's from New Zealand, Peter Snell. Uh, and he wore a, a Olympic project for human rights button, and, yeah, he, t- he took a lot of flack for it. Because he didn't put his hand up? No, no, no. He did put his hand up. Oh, he did put it. Okay. I thought he was. No, I thought he didn't put his hand up. The photo only has two. He he was in solidarity with them. He he got one of their pens, the Olympic Project for Human Rights, and um, uh, he expressed solidarity with it. And so so he's from New Zealand. He got flack for being sympathetic to them. He's from New Zealand. I never knew that. I feel terrible. Sorry, New Zealand. But next they're going to start claiming they own Crowded House and Russell (laughs) Crowe. Oh, yeah, see, I will put this on there, but there's a picture. See, he's got his, his, his hand uh, up. Yeah. Another one in the 70s. Oh, Wait. that's German. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that, was, that was a high alert. <laughs> 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 they were pretty upset about that. <laughs> For people who didn't see it, Forrest just, Forrest just showed me a picture of someone giving a Nazi salute to the Olympics. <laughs> that's just the A lot of controversy yeah. around that he's one. He's, like, very supportive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll have to find the right picture. Tommy Smith and John Carlos in Mexico City, they only had one pair of gloves. So they one took the right hand, one took the left 
hand. So he wanted to raise his, Snell wanted to raise his hand too, but there was no glove for him. So he sort of gave a, you know, half-hearted uh, uh, um, uh, salute, but, uh, but he was very much in solidarity with their protest. So, 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 so the third guy was New Zealand. Now, was that in sports, was that because we have the kneeling for the anthem, was that the first protest in the Olympics? I, th- I find this very interesting. So my argument would be the first protest, the first real political protest in the Olympics was 1908 in London when the U.S. team, it's the first parade of nations, and the U.S. Uh, goes against uh, international protocol and refuses to dip its flag to the English king uh, in London. But the reason for it was really more Irish solidarity. The guy that carried it was uh, of Irish descent, a weight thrower named uh, Ralph Rose, and it was in protest with the Irish athletes who were forced to compete under the Union Jack because Ireland was then not independent from Great Britain. But they won the potato throwing. Lineage to protest. <laughs> Okay. Oh, so there you go. Here's, here's another question for you, Jim. A couple questions, then we're going to get to our dinner party fact, Mark. Uh, the first Olympic drug suspension did not occur till what year? Uh, 1972. Close. 1968, this says. Um, this says Hans Gunnar Lidgenwall. He was a pentathlete. Pentathlete. Um, and is this true? He was tested positive for alcohol and he was suspended? Is that correct, Mark? Yeah, it was on the list of banned substances. So they Jesus. used to take it to calm their nerves. Do you agree with banning substances or do you think we should all just have a go? You know, it's hard to know. I go back and forth. Uh, you know, in some ways it would be nice if everyone played by the same rules. One way to do that is open it up and tell people they can take whatever they want and do whatever they want. Uh, and finding that line between, you know, what's legit performance enhancing and what crosses the line is problematic. On the other hand, you know, there's a lot of dark history of, of people being forced to take substances and Soviet Union in East Germany without their consent. So here's what we do in this part of the show, Mark. Uh, we have something called dinner party facts where um, you uh, give us a fact that's obscure, interesting, that our listeners can take to uh, at a dinner party or a bar or something like that to show that they have some sort of knowledge of the Olympics that other people might not know. Um I know actually that you mentioned the the flag dipping thing was one thing, that, but um, do you have anything else? I know there was something else we talked about that was interesting. I think that uh, remind me what that was. The the, the palm trees. I'm sorry. Oh edit. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Wait, maybe we should edit uh, this out. Let me let me let me start over again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the you, you like on Comics Unleashed. So what do you think about palm trees? <laughs> Tell us about palm trees. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, here's a part of the show, Mark, uh, called Dinner Party Facts, where uh, we give the listeners, or you give the listeners, um, one fact that can be obscure, interesting, something that they can use at a dinner party or a bar to show that they have some knowledge of the Olympics that other people might not know about. So if you have something that our listeners can take home. So especially there locally in Southern California, you know, the palm tree is an iconic symbol of Los Angeles, but they're not native to the area. They really date to sprucing up L.A. for the 1932 Olympics. The, the power behind the 32 Olympics was a real estate developer named William, William A. Garland who got the uh, city to plant literally tens of thousands of palm trees to make it look good for visitors from around the world. And they kind of, the Wilshire Boulevard area lined with palm trees, that was his big real estate development. Mind. In 84, they spruced it up again. Mind fucking blown. Mind blown. I thought that the palm trees were indigenous and In-N-Out burgers grew out of them. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. And so because those are all I think I believe most a lot of them are Washingtonian. So a lot of those really, really, really tall ones you see, I guess, could be almost like 80 years old or whatever. That's in there. Since the 1936 yeah. Olympics. But before yeah. that, we had no palm trees. What did we... What, what did, well, what this, is a, this is not a palm tree here. This is like a what chaparral was, or a... What was a, going on? <laughs> there was nothing. Yeah. In the old house, I had one in the backyard. Was that for the Olympics? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where they lived there. That's where the hockey team lived. Your house. <laughs> so the Summer Olympics. Bad one. All right. Basketball. Whatever. No, field oh. hockey. No, field hockey. That's what I meant. Australia, Australia always does so, well in the field hockey. So they plan them again in 84. That's when the next one's... Yeah, up. they spruce them up in 84. For, so I imagine like, they'll probably do it for 2028. New palm trees. New, New palm, palm trees. trees. Hell yeah. All right. Um, all right. That, uh, thank you very much, Mike. Uh, Mark. Dyrit. Mark. What the fuck? I've been calling him Mark the whole episode. <laughs> Edit that up. He's uh, Mark, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I know, Mark. but I just oh, said right. Mark. Oh, I yeah. him Mark the whole oh, time. Oh, fuck me. I, I was scared then. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we have to start again. <laughs> uh, Mark Dyrison, thank you very much for being on the show. And like I said, if you are interested in learning more about the Olympics, you can... Um, uh, buy one of Mark's books. Are they available on Amazon? I'm not sure, but they're they're. Oh called- yeah, okay. Amazon and all your other fine booksellers. And you want to tell us the names again? I have them here in front of me, but you you can say them. Uh, making the American Team uh, is one. Uh, crafting patriotism for global domination. America at the Olympics. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, that was awesome. Thank, thank you, you very so much. much. Thank you so much, Mark. Uh, I loved it. Thank you very you, much. Thank you. You can stick around for this. This is the last part of the show. A little quick thing we if do. If you want, you can go. You if can, you, yeah. you can stick you don't, around. You don't, you don't have offend to. us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You're in quarantine. What are you? What are you come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's called I Do Know About This. All or right. maybe I might know about this. And this is a topic that Jim thinks he might know something about. And Actually, so Mark, if you want to stick around, you can join in. If you think you know, after I do my bit, if you think you know more about this topic, give it a go. Okay, give it so a go. We asked Jim three quick questions. Okay. Three quick questions about a topic each week and see if he does, in fact, know about Jack, it. you want to join in? Yeah. All right. This week's subject, Blackjack. Blackjack. I know. Oh, yeah, no. you know yes, here's the questions. You don't have to tell me. I know you, you, you like Blackjack. You enjoy playing Blackjack. I, I do, yes. Yeah, okay. So let's see if you know anything about Blackjack. Uh-huh. Um, how far back does Blackjack date? Like, at least how far back is the first mention of Blackjack? Two thousand years. Um, the first written mention of Blackjack was in a collection of short stories by Miguel de Cervantes, the author of Don Quixote, over four hundred years ago. Whoa! <coughs> yeah, so there's a passage in there when they refer to a um, a game called uh, Ventiuna, which is like uh, Ventiuna. It's Ventiuno. Oh yeah, it's Ventiuna. like a, yeah, 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 twenty-one. The way you wrote it, Kelly. <laughs> I didn't uh, write 21, it. Which I is Spanish for twenty-one. Venti, Venti, Ventiuno. So I know that the deck of cards has a lot to do with the the calendar, right? And the sea. So yeah, there's 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 four Ventiuno. suits matching for four seasons. seasons mm. Fifty-two cards, fifty-two weeks. Twelve cards in every deck. Uh, Twelve months of the year. It's all got to do with calendar. Well, it's and, thirteen cards in each suit. Shut up, Jack. <laughs> Jack, you can go home now. Okay. You're no longer needed here. Yeah, but no one counts the ace. All right, second question. (laughs) Do I say 12? Fucking hell, I know. What are the chances of of getting a natural blackjack or 21? A natural one. Or what, percentage? Yeah, percentage. Or a one in... Just percentage. Percentage. I want to think like when I when I play blackjack, I think it's one in 20 hands. So I'm going to say it's 5% chance. Wow. Wow. Do you have an answer, Mark? You want to get in, or do you know anything about blackjack? Yeah, how about 4%? Oh. Oof. Jim wins this one. It's 4.8%. Wow. So, except yeah. you overbid. If it was the price is right, yeah. Mark would win. So I don't know. We'll get it. A dollar. You guys both split the pot. Yeah, but uh, I, I didn't know that, but it feels like one in 20. Yeah, yeah. that was good. That was good. All right, and here's one last question. There is a blackjack hall of fame at the Barona Casino in San Diego. Mm-hmm. 
The casino offers inductees free rooms, food and drinks for life in exchange for what? Um, if you gamble over a million dollars on blackjack. You want to venture a guess? They give them free rooms, uh, drinks, food, and uh, for life. It's the, the Blackjack Hall of Fame in San Diego in exchange for what from these players? Uh, you got me. Jack, you got anything? Maybe they lose $10,000 in the casino? No, for agreeing to never play at the casino's tables. Uh, oh, that's a good deal, though. They yeah. go there and drink and hang out. And if you're really good. Mm -hmm. I, I count cards a little bit at the beginning, and then <laughs> when I get drunk, Yeah, two, you counted three, 12 instead four. of 13. <laughs> Not very good at it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, 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 one time we took a load of mushrooms, and I went out and played blackjack. <laughs> now, Forrest doesn't gamble, right? Was so that last time we were in Vegas? It was the time before, and I'd gone out, and I'd been winning every time. Like, I was up thousands. Yeah, I, and I, I remember I wasn't even out there. I stayed in the room. You stayed in the room, and I was really high on mushrooms, and I walked... You went out with a group of people, all friends. And they yeah, all back. friends. I walked out, and then I was like, I was in the... I was playing $100 a hand, and I took like a thousand back to me and it went really quick like i lost like eight hands in a row and then i because i was on mushrooms i thought like what's the chances <laughs> like i came back and i went to forest you wouldn't believe and everyone else is on mushrooms seriously <laughs> he lost like eight cheating. in a row it's like the casino knew what was gonna happen <laughs> And I was like, or you're in a casino yeah. and you lose money in a casino. Yeah. That's the other option. And I, uh, I, was, I was hitting on cards. I was like, give me number 12. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Jim, take us out. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching the show. I really appreciate you listening. If you have been listening and you enjoy it, give us a nice review. Tell your friends uh, and keep listening to the show. If you don't enjoy it, go listen to something you enjoy. Yeah. Get yeah. out of and here. And don't review us. And don't, don't, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Leave yeah. us alone. And don't I be mean, negative. At this point, you already know where to find it. But just in case, we're on YouTube, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And please go to our Instagram page, IDKAT Podcast. And, and follow you, us there. And if you're ever at a party and someone smarter than you says something and you don't want to lose the fight, you just go, well, I don't know about that. And you walk away. Thanks, everyone. Good night, Australia. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, sorry, the podcast was meant to end, but little bonus uh, feature here. Mark, our expert, he has since emailed us since the show was over. What did he have to say for us there, Forrest? Okay, this was in relation to um, who was in support uh, in in the uh, it was with Tommy Smith and okay. Anyways, he thought he said in he, Mexico when there's a protest yeah, yeah, yeah. where the two I'll black read, athletes I'll, punched I'll read, the sky. I'll read his email. There was a guy who came third. And I was told that I was wrong, and the man was from New Zealand. Yeah, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read Mark's email. He was from Australia. Mark wrote us an email literally a couple minutes after he got off the air. Uh, uh, tell Jim he was right, and I was wrong on the 1968 Mexico City protest. I brain glitched and mixed up Peter Snell, a New Zealand distance runner, and Peter Norman, an Australian who finished second in the 200 meters, and sympathized with Tommy Smith and John Carlos. I, I don't know if Peter Norman's still alive, but if he's listening to this after like being shunned after the Olympics <laughs> yeah. and get being in trouble for getting a bronze, and then he's listening to this podcast, oh, I'll get a, I'll get a bit of credit. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be good. Oh, yeah. It was actually in New Zealand. Oh, fuck off! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst so, thing that can happen. Thank you for writing to us, Mark. Uh, and that's why he's, he's still an expert. He's still an expert. Yeah, still and now you can be an Olympics expert yeah. on somebody yeah. else's podcast. I'm an expert on any topic that we've done now. I am now an expert on all these things. I think university courses should be an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone.
Why, hello, it's your old pal, Sarah Silverman, and I have a podcast called The Sarah Silverman Podcast. Yeah, I could have been more creative with the title, but you never go, hey, did you see last week tonight? No, you say, did you catch John Oliver? So, yeah, I'm a dreamer, but I'm a realist. I talk about all kinds of stuff from politics to breakfast cereal and everything in between. What are there, like three to four things in between? I'm super smart. I'm... I'm super dumb. I uh, have strong opinions, which I might change completely tomorrow. You're not always going to agree with me, but I don't know. I'm doing the best I can with what I've been given. If you don't like it, uh, give me more. <laughs> <laughs>